If you're dreaming, God is speaking. And what better way to learn to interpret your dreams than the Breathing Underwater membership? This is a monthly subscription mentorship where you will have access to monthly live Zoom calls where we do live interpretations and learn to hone our skills together in community. You will also have access to a private Facebook group with weekly video teachings, and there's more. You will also have a one-on-one 60-minute coaching call with me every month, and all for less than the price of a single coaching session. Because it is my heart to walk alongside you and see you grow into all that God has for you. So sign up today, join the community. We would love to see you there. We were designed to hunger for the deep things of God, to thrive on faith and wonder, to seek out divine wisdom that defies human logic. We were designed to unlock the mysteries of God. This is Breathing Underwater. Welcome back, underwater breathers. My name is Margo. If this is your first time joining us, I'm so glad you're here. We are continuing our discernment series. It's a little mini series inside our greater series on the deep. This is our third week. The first week we laid the foundation for what it means to have spiritual discernment. Then last week, my friend Jake spoke about redeeming nightmares and how to actually find God's redemptive voice and purpose through even something really unpleasant like a nightmare. I loved that one. But today we are going to be talking about the gift of discerning of spirits. How do you know you have it? How does it operate? And I'm telling you right now, some of your brains are going to be blown because you have this gift and you did not know it, which is like my story, which I will share just a snippet about here in a moment. But this being episode 32, I'm going to briefly tell you about the meaning of the number 32. So if you are seeing 32s in your waking life or in your dreams, this could be one of the interpretations for that number. Last week, I mentioned 31 meaning message, like a message, a divine message or announcement. Well, 32, interestingly, is messenger, a divine messenger. But also, I found out when I was um, doing some research that 32 is the most passionate of all numbers, according to this particular rabbi, because in Hebrew, it is written lamed bet, heart, heart. I just love this because we are going to be definitely talking about the heart or our inner man, our inner person being a messenger for us, specifically when it comes to discernment. In Hebrews 5.14, it says that, Solid food is for the mature who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Our senses are where we discern from. And when I say senses, I mean exactly the senses that you would think of. Seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, yes, feeling. And then, of course, the sixth sense of knowing. I'm going to go into each one of these in a little bit more detail in a moment. 
But this is what it means to have spiritual discernment is to discern something, meaning pick up a reality that you don't see with your eyes through one or all of these senses. We all have the ability to do it. We all have the ability to grow in it and strengthen these muscles. However, there are some of us who have been given the specific gift of discerning of spirits. Let's read in 1 Corinthians 12. This is where Paul is talking all about spiritual gifts. And essentially, he names a bunch of different spiritual gifts that are all given by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Many gifts, one Spirit. That's an important thing to remember. Starting in verse 7. Now, to each of you, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Let's pause right there. These spiritual gifts are given for the common good. They're not just for yourself. They are for the good of others. (laughs) To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. To another, of knowledge by the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit and healing, etc., etc. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits or discerning of spirits. All of these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So in this list, we see discerning of spirits or distinguishing between spirits as a spiritual gift that is given to us by the Holy Spirit. He determines who gets it, and we receive it only from him. Now, what makes this gift different than just general discernment? That is a great question. And probably a lot more to it than I'm even able to answer. But I do have a good amount of experience operating in this gift because this is probably my strongest gift. And those who have the gift of discerning of spirits, I would say, experience the, the same general discernment as every believer, but it is just amplified. It is like your senses are turned up on the dial. I remember it was probably 15 years ago now. I was at a meeting. There were a bunch of us there and the spirit was moving. And this leader of this meeting was walking around and he was laying hands on people and he was telling people the gifts that they had. They were either being released at that time through the Holy Spirit or he was just naming what was already there. And he came to me and I remember, I will never, ever forget it. He put his hand on my head and he just said, discerning of spirits, discerning of spirits. And he said it with so much authority and so loud, it just rung through my whole body and my spirit. And I started weeping. Now, not everyone has to have that kind of experience to know that they have the gift of discerning of spirits. But what this did for me was it named and validated and started to shape my life in a whole new way in this moment. If you've listened to the very first episode of Breathing Underwater, I gave a little bit of my story and why I wanted to have this podcast, why I care about the deep things of God, why it matters to me that we are talking about all of these unseen things. And really, it's because of this. I spent my whole childhood, my whole life until 14 years ago, being a hardcore discerner and having no idea 
I would be deeply connected to things that were happening that I couldn't see with my eyes, which you can imagine having that kind of sensitivity, but having no words to name it or no structures to put it inside and no people to tell you what it was or what it wasn't. It makes you feel like you're going nuts. I'm speaking to some of you right now. I can just feel some of you are like, yeah, that's me. You feel like you're going nuts because you are in two different realms, well, maybe more at all times. And you are experiencing the reality of things that you can't see with your eyes or touch with your hands. And so it makes you think that you're making something up or it's confusing. You just feel confused inside because there's nowhere to put anything. And I didn't even know growing up that there was a place to put it. It was just an experience that I was having all the time that I didn't know it was even right or wrong. It was just my experience of things. And as I got older, I started to realize, okay, yeah, when people talk about being hypersensitive, that's me. When people talk about being overly emotional, yep, probably me. When people talk about being dramatic or overly romantic. Yep. Me, 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 me. And it's always spoken in such a derogatory tone. I just can't stand it because the enemy loves to get in and take something so holy and pure and beautiful and given to us by God and make us feel ashamed about it. And that's exactly what those phrases were doing. And you know, the people that wield those phrases, they don't know what they're doing. They just hear the same thing. And most people are pretty threatened by big emotions or people are pretty threatened by sensitive people because we cause people to have to feel and they don't want to. Many people don't want to. So those of us who are a little more sensitive and who have experienced what I like to say, living inside out. That is how I have experienced life. It's like all of my nerves and my senses and my feelers that are normally on the inside for people have been on the outside for me. I actually feel my way through life. I sense and feel my way through life. I am what you would call a feeler, but this is because this is my mode way of discerning. So I grew up just thinking, yeah, I'm really sensitive. But once I realized there was a spiritual gift that was the undergirding of this whole thing, that I'm actually wired to be discerning with all of my senses all the time, something that's unseen, I thought, oh my word, I'm so mad that no one has ever freaking told me about this. How have I lived 20 something years of my life and no one told me that this existed? I remember feeling grieved because all of those years, you feel so crazy. You feel so different. You feel on the outside. You feel like there's nowhere that you can actually be safe or belong or that, you're, that your senses and your feelings are out of control. For those of you who are resonating with what I'm saying, if you don't know yet that you are gifted, that you are gifted and determined by the Holy Spirit to have this holy gift that is designed to minister to the greater good of God's people. If you didn't know that, you could feel so ashamed, but I want you to hear me right now. This is a key part of who you are. It's not wrong. It's not too much, even though it feels like too much sometimes internally. It's actually perfect. 
It's exactly how you're supposed to be. And there is a journey that we get to go on, that you get to go on to learn how to better operate in the gift, interact with the Holy Spirit through the gift, put boundaries on the gift. Yes, there is so much more to this. So if you are just aching and your heart is coming to the surface right now, just like, that's me, that's me, that's me. You are amazing. You have so much to offer the world. And I actually am really passionate to do a specific, probably five or six week course on discerning of spirits and how to learn to operate in it and how to connect with yourself over it, because this will change your life if this is the kind of gift that you have. So to be continued, that should be coming in January. But for now, let's just keep going with the basics of this gift. So I did just give you a bunch of examples of what discerning of spirits can feel like, look like, sound like. But I'm going to give you a few more examples of what you might be experiencing if you have the gift of discerning of spirits. And I would say, first and foremost, you are just a sensitive person. You can be really sensitive to atmospheres and different environments. Something I notice a lot with people and myself is when you are going to a place that has a lot of people or there's a lot of sensory stuff going on, it can feel really overwhelming. This is not just I'm introverted or I have social anxiety. This is like I feel really emotionally and spiritually and sensory overwhelmed, overload being there. You can even find a sense of dread thinking about going to certain stores or certain people's houses, or you just don't like a part of town and the way that it feels. That can be general discernment, but I would say those with discerning of spirits are, are pretty much always sensitive to that kind of stuff. One way you know that you're different in this, and you will know if you are one of these people, is that you go places with people all the time and they seem totally unfazed. And you're like, how are you okay? That was really hard. That was really rough. I feel spun out now that I have left that place. Why do I feel spun out? And when I say spun out, I just mean all swirled around, right? And it's like you have to get your bearings again. This is a really good indicator that you have the gift. And you are really sensitive to the Holy Spirit, extra sensitive to the Holy Spirit. This is something that we're all striving for and we're wanting to cultivate more sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. But those with the gift are naturally just more sensitive to the Holy Spirit because we're more sensitive to the spirit realm in general. And finally, before we move on, I would just say if you have the desire for the gift, then you probably are meant to have the gift, or maybe you already do have it. <laughs> I hesitate a little there because often those of us who have it are like this, I kind of wish I didn't have this. When you're still overwhelmed by it, it can feel like too much. But I just want to reiterate, this really is a gift and there is a way to let the gift not own you. You actually get to lead the gift. It won't overwhelm you forever. I promise there is just a process that you have to go through to learn the gift, learn how you're wired. Now, we already know that the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts for the greater good, but this specific gift, discerning of spirits, is really the perceiving of the motivation behind things, words, actions, 
people. There's a motivating spirit behind these things that you are picking up on. So you might hear words coming out of someone's mouth, but you feel something completely different than how they're saying it going, okay, I know those words sound like they should be this way, but I am feeling this. That's a part of what makes you feel like you're nuts is because there's a, there's a disconnect. There's even a contradiction at times. And the enemy would love nothing more than to come and say, ah, you're crazy. You're nuts. I don't know why he uses crazy, but he does. I hear people say that all the time. I feel crazy. You're not crazy. You're just discerning a contradiction. And that's exactly what we're supposed to be paying attention to. In 1 Timothy 4.1, it says the spirit explicitly says that in latter times, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. Wait, what? People are going to fall away from the faith because they would rather follow a demon. Well, they're not looking a demon in the face and going, hmm, yeah, you know what? You look more appealing to me than Jesus. People are being deceived by the spirit behind what's going on. And we can all be susceptible to that. You can hear people say something and it's, oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, that sounds really right. But maybe in your spirit, you're just irritated or you're like, something's, something's not right here. Listen to that. Or somebody looks really good or what they're doing looks really good. I'll tell you the amount of facade that shows up, well, in the world, obviously, but even in the church, you guys, the amount of facade, it looks like we're doing the right things. It looks like we're saying the right things, but the fruit of their life isn't lining up. Or it might look like the fruit of their life is lining up because it's all facade. But when you're able to discern the motivating spirit behind things, it's something altogether different. I know this sounds intense, but that scripture just said many will fall away. And we know that there are wolf in sheep's clothing in the body. And we need to not be caught unaware or deceived by this. This is a part of why we have this gift for ourselves and for the body. I love in Proverbs chapter seven, it's talking about the warnings against the adulterous woman. And of course, it's all of this imagery of this woman standing in a dark corner, you know, scantily clad, waiting to seduce this innocent young man. And of course, that is one way that we experience this adulterous woman coming to tempt. Absolutely. But I think when we look at this as at allegory, this is a little bit different than we can think. It says in verse 21, with persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. Now, of course, this is not just women that we're talking about here, but this is talking about seduction through words. And this doesn't even mean sexual seduction. This means being deceived, essentially. This means being deceived by smooth words or persuasive talk. It also reminds me of Isaiah 29, where the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. There can be words that sound right and sound like they're honoring God or sound like they're telling you to do the right thing, but their hearts are in a different space. So this is just something to be aware of. Of course, we're not going around and thinking that everyone who flatters us is an adulterous woman, <laughs> but at the same time, I shouldn't laugh at that because I do think that there's an area uh, that we're missing here, that there is an opportunity for discernment. There is so much out there right now about narcissism, right? And breaking free from narcissistic relationships, which I am 110% for and behind. But what's interesting is this is a part of what woos us into relationships that are deceitful. 
because they sound really good or they look really good. And we want to hear what those people have to say. We want to feel the way that they make us feel. And so we kind of push past this underlying irritation or disturbance or this flag that this might actually not be truth. And I don't think I should even say we push past those irritations or flags. Oftentimes those are there, but sometimes, especially if we're used to being in manipulative type relationships or codependent relationships, we don't have the same flags because we're used to it, which is why, especially when we have blind spots with discernment and discerning of spirits, we are always needing to rely on the Holy Spirit, always asking him to show us what we're discerning and what's actually going on there, staying really close to him. And of course, there's more on this, but there's there's processes we go through to go through our own healing, which gives us clearer and clearer discernment so that we're not discerning through lenses. But listen, that's a whole other kettle of fish that we'll get to another time. Okay, I'm just going to briefly go through the senses and how we discern through these different senses. And this goes for people without the gift, but this is really for those of you with the gift because you're probably picking up on this stuff strongly all the time and you just need to be validated. So let me just validate you. We are going to see and hear and feel and we're going to taste and smell and we're going to know, right? It's the same as our natural senses and we are going to discern through our natural senses, but these are our spiritual senses, our spiritual natural senses, if you will. So we were going to discern through seeing and seeing can mean you see it in a vision or you see it in a dream. God is giving you something that you can see with your eyes in your imagination that is showing you what's going on there. Or it can mean that you're seeing something with your natural eye that is either really there or it's just there in your mind's eye. An example of this um, that I have happened actually quite a bit is I will see a person that I know everywhere. I'll see them everywhere, but it's not actually them. It's like I see other people who I don't know and it looks like them and I have to do a double take or a triple take. And it'll happen enough a couple or a couple times, two or three times in a day or in a moment, or maybe over a week will I'll recognize, okay, that person, I keep thinking I'm seeing them. I think I'm discerning their spirit. What am I discerning? Is there something you want me to do? Is there something you want me to pray, Lord? Or what happens to me most often is that I will think that I see them or I will see their car, even though it's not their car. I'll think that I see it. And then minutes later or half an hour later, I'll actually run into them. And I'll be like, that is so weird. I totally thought that I saw you, you know, 20 minutes ago. I, I thought that I saw your car here. That's like a way in the spirit that God is giving me a heads up that that person is around or to prompt me to pray for them. So I'm actually seeing something that's really there. But I'm also seeing something that's not there, right? This is one of those things, though, that has really grown my ability to trust myself and trust my discernment because it happens so much. I pay attention to it. And then when it's confirmed, when I see that person, I'm like, dang, I was totally discerning their spirit around. I, I don't know why, or sometimes I do know why, but it's just a great way to uh, track and recognize that you can trust what you're sensing and seeing. Okay, we can also hear yeah, we can hear. This is really a hearing with our spirit. I think we can hear with our ears as well. Like audibly God speaks sometimes, or sometimes I will hear um, like a voice in a, in a bird. This is really interesting. I have this happen quite a bit, especially if I'm like sleeping or on my way to sleep or it's the early morning hours, I'll actually hear the chirping or the song of a bird and I'll hear words 
in it, like they're singing it. And then I'll wake up and go, whoa, I just heard this bird sing this phrase. I remember this happened to me once in Africa years and years ago. I was really on fire in this gift. Um, and I was taking a nap. And as I was going to sleep, I heard this bird singing outside my window. It was actually there. But I heard it singing, you are mercury. You are verbena. You are mercury. You are verbena. And those words, let me, let me just tell you, I would not have put those together. I just woke up and wrote them down and then went back into my nap. But later I went to look them up and I realized the spirit was showing me something that I'm like mercury, that I'm like verbena. So I looked up those properties and I realized, whoa, I am like that. Mercury is what really, um, it's like a barometer. It will take on and measure whatever's happening in an atmosphere and it can change atmospheres. Here we are with the discernment piece. And verbena is like lemon. It's cleansing. It's healing. It brings, uh, truth and clarity. Isn't that cool? So I was discerning the Lord's voice through hearing, but it wasn't actually someone speaking. And of course we can feel, and I really want to spend a little more time on this one because this one seems like a big one. It's a big one for me, but it also is two pronged. So I think it's a big one for a lot of those who have discerning of spirits as their main gift. This means feeling through emotions. So emotionally, you are responding to the environment around you or to something that God is showing you, but it can also speak to feeling physically something that's going on. So this is like a beautiful sensitive heart is going to be picking up on other people's emotions. Um, did you know that? First of all, that's profound. Let's just stop there. You're actually picking up on other people's emotions. You can discern the emotions of other people. Yeah. It's astonishing how much you are probably feeling feelings that aren't your feelings. They're someone else's feelings. Uh-huh. Or you might be discerning a spirit, like a demonic spirit or an angelic spirit or the Holy Spirit, but you're actually responding through emotions. So this is an example I use often because this happens to me all the time. If I go into an atmosphere where a spirit of hopelessness is, I will immediately feel hopeless. I will emotionally go into a place of hopelessness. And hopelessness is something that I've actually struggled with in my life. And so I don't pick up on that one as quickly because it's a familiar spirit. Have you heard that term? It's familiar to me. So it's harder for me to distinguish, there's that word again, distinguish between spirits, whether that's mine or it's not my feeling. But something like anxiety, if I go into a place and I experience anxiety in my emotions, it's a little bit easier for me to pick up on because I don't normally walk around feeling that kind of anxiety or that anxiousness. So it's important for us feelers, for us discerners to recognize what is really ours and what we're feeling throughout a day and recognize if that shifts, if that ever shifts radically, like, whoa, where did that feeling of jealousy come from? That's crazy. It's probably not yours. Is it the emotion of someone you're around? Is it a spirit in the place that you're at? Take a minute to find out. And then be aware too, even when it isn't extreme, even when it's subtle, just be aware of what's happening in you emotionally because a large chunk of the time, it's probably not actually what you're feeling. There was a little season actually that God was teaching me in this. And he said, Margot, I want you to just assume that everything you're feeling is not yours. And I'm like, that feels 
that feels drastic because I'm just an emotional person as well. He's like, nope, I want you to just assume it's not yours immediately. And it was crazy how much ended up really not being mine. It was a very, very large chunk. <laughs> it's it's kind of nuts. But then there's also our feeling in our physical body when we're discerning something. So you may have heard of a word of knowledge, meaning, oh, okay, I'm getting pain in my back because someone around me has pain in their back and God is showing it to me so that we can pray for healing. That is a way that you're discerning what God wants to do. But you could also be having pain in your back because there's a spirit of witchcraft around and that's how you discern witchcraft. When I'm around witchcraft or manipulation and control, I have a very particular feeling in my head and in my chest that I get. But I have a friend who gets nauseous when she's around that. So we know physically how we discern that particular spirit. Oh, so that happened physically. Pay attention. That can be happening in your body. I would say that taste and smell are pretty straightforward, but this is really when you're smelling something or tasting something that feels like, wait, where did that come from? I didn't just have a bite of an apple, but I'm tasting an apple. Where did that come from? God, am I discerning something? Are you trying to speak something to me? I know a story of a guy who was doing ministry inside of a church or something and was kept smelling cigarettes and there was clearly no one around smoking and he didn't think that anyone he was up close talking to had smoke on them. So he asked God, what is this? I don't, I don't know why I'm smelling cigarette smoke. And God told him he was discerning a spirit of addiction. So now he had a strategy of how to pray. He could bring deliverance to these people or to this person that he was praying with. And then finally, there's that knowing sense, which I think is pretty common where we just know something. We don't know why we know it. We just know it. It is our spiritual sense just picking up on something that our, we can't explain to our mind or we don't necessarily have a physical sensation about. We just know it. And these are really important to pay attention to as well. They can be a lot like impressions. Like, oh, I just have this impression. It can be subtle. But when we're, we, we train ourselves to pay attention, they become more obvious. Um, one of the authors that I am reading right now talked about impressions and gave this this phrase, give expression to the impression. Because oftentimes once we actually express what it is, it'll become more confirmed or another person might be like, yeah, me too. And then you can actually do something with it. To have the impression and to just doubt or to have that knowing and be like, mm, I don't really know. It was really subtle. Then we're just glossing over it or we're just covering over something that God wants to show us. He wants to give us intel so that we can do something about this. I'm going to end here. What do we do with the discernment when we get it? Well, that's really going to depend on how God is leading you. So obviously always ask him. But what I have found is that usually I'm going to do one of four things and that might shift from season to season. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to meditate on it or I'm just going to know it. He wants me to pray it, say it, meditate on it or know it. Just know it. And pray about it is really obvious, right? He'll show me, okay, I want you to pray. I'm showing you what's happening over here, but I want you to pray this way. All right, that's easy and straightforward. Or you see this person is struggling with this thing. That's why you're discerning that thing every time you're around them. This is not for me to just be angry at them or to not like them or to look at them differently. No, God is trusting us with this discernment. He's trusting us to have his heart. And so he wants to pray us to pray for their freedom in that situation, that they would be free from that thing. 
ooh, something important on this note is sometimes you'll be discerning a spirit with someone and it is because they are partnering with that spirit 100% and God wants you to pray that they will no longer partner with that. But sometimes you will discern a spirit around someone because that spirit is attacking them. It's trying to get their agreement and it hasn't yet. So that's a different way to pray and a different way to think about it. So make sure you're asking him about that. Sometimes he wants me to say something about it. That means out loud to a person. Sometimes he wants me to actually bring it up in a moment where maybe I'm having a conversation with a friend and they're talking about something and I get discernment that they're partnering with a spirit of fear and I can say, hey, that sounds like a spirit of fear. Let's not do that. Like let's, let's pray against that. And in the moment, I just named it. And that in and of itself, half of the time, will just expose that thing and take care of it. Sometimes there may be an instance where we are meant to actually take this discernment to leadership or people in authority who are able to do something about this in a way that we can't. Now, this is not our first mode of action, really ever, unless God is showing you. But there might be a time where you've been discerning something for a while, you've been praying into it, and God is finally like, hey, I want you to actually tell these people about it because they can actually address this in a way that you can't. Again, really wait for God's word on that. We won't want to just jump into something and expose people. Or meditate on it. Sometimes, and this actually happens more than you would think, God will show me something and he's like, I just want you to hold it in your heart. I just want you to, to treasure it, hide it there. I'm actually unfolding something much deeper. I'm going to teach you something here. I'm showing you something much bigger. I'm exposing a whole big spiritual truth or experience here that I want you to just wait, meditate on it, think about it, I'm going to give you more. Or he just wants me to know it. He just wants me to see that that's there. This might be so that I don't actually walk through that door or because he wants me to walk through that door. Or it's just so that I'm not unaware of the devil's schemes, right? Sometimes it's just to know. And we have talked a lot about what it means to discern, you know, the demonic spirits. But of course, this gift lends us the ability to discern even better the the movements and the fingerprints of the Holy Spirit, as well as, like I mentioned, the spirits of people, people's human spirits, and also the angelic realm too, like discerning when there's an angel around. So there are a lot of facets to this gift and to learning this gift, but I think the overarching takeaway from today is if you have this gift, you are not making things up. <laughs> you get to trust this and start taking it to God to hear and understand what he wants you to do with it. And you are probably having more discernment dreams than the rest of the world because it's a part of who you are and your calling to be able to see and know what's happening behind the scenes, those motivating spirits behind what's happening, right? And so it's just going to be up to you and God to discern and decide what he's wanting you to do about that. But if you have any more questions about this, I know that was a lot of information and there's so much more we could go into. I am here to help answer questions and to navigate you on that path. I will certainly let you know if I end up having that course in January, which I'm planning on. And until next time, I hope you're enjoying this series on discernment. Please send me your feedback and happy, happy dreaming to you. Thank you.